Hello and welcome to what may be the first and hopefully the first of many installments of what we are tentatively calling Masterpiece Musings, where we have a little follow-up review with one of our authors who wrote one of the stories we looked at on our show. In this case, we are joined by myself with Jesse and Nick as usual, and our guest, The Repeat. Which we have been mispronouncing this entire time. <laughs> also, sorry for calling you a woman. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. As soon as y'all called me she, I thought, cast. <laughs> I was just thinking, what a great assumption to make. I love that. I, think, I took a guess and I doubled is, down. Maybe this is problematic in its own way, but I, maybe it's just because yeah. the writing was just of such a quality that I kind of defaulted to she, if only because my wife does a lot of writing on the side. I read good writing, I take. So maybe that's where it kind of went to in my head. I wasn't going to say that, but that was also where my mind went. Like, wow, I thought <laughs> I was a woman. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, it, it was specifically that part where Evan was being held down by soldiers and it wasn't written in a very graphic way. And I was like, it's probably a woman. I like it better this way. I, I agree with that. Um, so uh, I guess today we'll be discussing, I guess, your thoughts on the podcast um any further thoughts we have and any sort of feedback that maybe we wanted to give directly to you um and beyond that pretty much anything we really want to um there's there's no specific topic for the day just wherever it feels like going on a, on a scale think... from zero to a hundred how would you review our review of you <laughs> <laughs> don't forget the completeness bonus Okay, so the completeness bonus is a free five, obviously. Excellent. Um, for uh, cleanliness, I'd have to give perfect score 10 out of 10. That's not right. I don't remember any of the other categories. <laughs> we appreciate the effort nonetheless. It's it's yeah, more effort I, than I, goes I, into a lot of things that we do. We, we are absolutely an amateur outfit to the point where we invited you to this review and we don't have any questions written down for you, I'm willing to bet. So we're just f oh. flying by the seat of our pants, aren't we? Uh, Jesse, I, don't you say you have questions written down? I, I'm right, what, I'll open up Notepad really quick. <laughs> um, I suppose uh, we should probably open the floor to you because you actually reached out to us in response to Steven's message to you um, from before we started recording. Um, is there anything that we discussed in the podcast that maybe you had any questions about, any comments on, anything that you'd like us to elaborate on further? Um, uh, I would like to say that um, I said I was sold when uh, I, I was a joke when I said I was sold when y'all called me a she. I was actually sold when, as soon as it opened, it started with a... Uh, a disclaimer about the contents i thought okay yeah i'm dealing with the real deal here they uh <laughs> i mean y'all can joke about how you're unprofessional or whatever amateur hour I, like i really honestly didn't get that impression i like well, really appreciated that you and me thank you very much yeah. um that that was definitely something um, that i thought oh go ahead sorry sorry go on I was just going yeah, oh, to say uh, that that's definitely geez. something that um, I, uh, I I was very keen to put in there because I know that content like that can be an issue for a lot of readers for very, very valid reasons. And if if it was something that I personally had an issue with, I would definitely appreciate that warning in advance. Yeah, right, I'm yeah. going to I'm going to give that uh, that over to Nick because that was definitely his. I, I personally 100%. wouldn't have thought of it because I said again in the 
As I said, this isn't something that I tend to think about. But yeah, there's a lot of people who deal with that kind of stuff on a day-to-day -day basis. So kudos to him for thinking of that. Yeah, I um, I honestly thought thought um, the reason that disclaimer came up would be because of the scene with Cirrus, not uh, Na in Dissonance. So that, See, we... it was a bit of both, honestly. Um, because that initially sort of came up when we were discussing it, uh, even before the recording. But it was sort of that conversation in the recording itself that reminded me to include it. Right. Because um, I think what it, what it had come down to for me, because part of this story, Miracle, in particular, that makes me enjoy it and makes me back to it, is just that uh, the character of M is very well written out in the emotional arcs that she goes through. Because, yeah, she has highs, but she has low, low, yes. low, low, low lows. So that's something that I thought was captured pretty well. Yeah, the the, the range that you were able to explore with, uh, with her emotional experiences and her reactions to the traumas that she goes through was very impressive. It was very well written and... and done very thoroughly and with a lot of care and we definitely appreciated that so i'm gonna go ahead and try to turn this right back over to you when you um when you think back to this story because it's been a while since you wrote yeah it, but yeah. uh when you Four think years. back to it sort of um what's sort of the first thing that comes to mind to you like what do you think about primarily when you think of this story i think of the dorm i lived in where i wrote this for hours and hours <laughs> Um, right, I think uh, one of the other authors that uh, we done, um, Dark Angelus, had actually sent us a message about how uh, she'd written one of the story that we reviewed, just sort of during a midnight shift at a crappy new job that she got. Which I mean, it's definitely interesting to see. I don't know what sort of correlation there is between the the, I guess the circumstances someone's in when they're writing and the content and quality of the writing. I know there is an effect, like that. There definitely is. Um, it's just interesting to see how that comes out in each individual person because if everyone's different and the way that they handle their circumstances and express that is different. Yeah. Um, actually, this does remind me, though, that's uh, like, so before I uploaded it, um, pretty much before I upload anything, I write out a bunch of like author notes, not necessarily stuff I uh want to upload not stuff i ever expect to upload even sometimes um but uh i always write it down just to make sure i don't forget um and i definitely did a lot of that for a miracle where um i was chronicling like this was the kind of thing i was feeling like i was uh not in the best uh mental state in 2015 mm -hmm. like i wasn't yeah. depressed or anything like i've never had actual mental issues and uh it's it, and i'm i'm happy about that but i definitely was really um insecure and uh stuff so i a lot of that i think bled through when i was uh like i was kind of projecting a little bit with yeah. uh emmerin so um it's it's interesting that you say that uh because and I, I don't really make a secret of this. Um, depression and anxiety are things that I've struggled with for a long time. Um, and I, I genuinely think that the way that you represented it in Miracle 
uh, specifically the scenes on the the ship after the incident with the pirates, you know, on, on the return once they leave the harbor uh, during the attack. I thought that that was, and I mentioned this in the podcast, handled very well, very respectfully, um, and and with a level of care that not a lot of other authors take. Um, it's it's a subject that without direct experience is often hard to quantify or, or put to paper, but I think you did a very good job of representing that. Thank you. What's um, on the story, just um, sort of plot writing elements wise, what, what do you think was the strongest part of this story? Like what part do you feel? Um, hmm. I think my world grew better, grew over the course of the story because of how much time I was dedicating to it. I was getting better just by noticing. Mm -hmm. So I think the strongest written one in like how coherent it is and how much it adds is part seven, the last part. Yeah. But as far as story <laughs> stuff, I was hoping you'd say chapter three. <laughs> part three, dude. I'm serious. No, part it, three is my favorite dense, part of the yeah. story. It's dense, but it it's dense for a reason. It, Thirty thousand yeah. words. Yeah, it's no, it's as long as dissonance. <laughs> right. It's. I mean, that's almost half the length of the entire story is within chapter three. Um, yeah. I think like the only thing I would so. change is I would like if it were me, if I had my way, I would just put another chapter break in there. Because let me tell you how I read this. I read it on the freaking fanfiction mobile app when I was back in high school. And fanfiction mobile has this wonderful habit of just not remembering your spot when you refresh the page. I thought that was like the whole appeal. <laughs> you have to read it all at once or you'll never find where you left off. Yeah, because I had a like, friend who was like, thank God I read this like four years ago when he reviewed it. He was yeah. like, thank God I had the mobile app so it could save my spot. Steve's saying that just... Um, it is because like the, uh, it the is a, a feature that it has browser. that doesn't always work. Right. Because the, the, the new mobile app, I, I will I will rave about the reader features. On yeah, the new that's app nice. That they use. But the old browser uh, back in 2015, what, what, when even was that? But back then... Um, because I was like on an iPhone 2 or 3, it was like a hand-me-down, and like it, it had no RAM whatsoever, so it would just forget everything as soon as it was not on the screen. So I'd come back, and it's right back up to the top. Yeah, big so chunk of my like, fanfic reading so before college is... Words. Yeah, that's hard. <laughs> a, a big chunk of my fanfic yeah. reading up through high school was on a, a second-gen iPod Touch, so I had a similar issue. Um, the fortunate thing being, of course, that it's all text, right? So it doesn't have an issue displaying it. It's just every time you'd open that old janky Safari app, it would just break and, and reset your whole page. Okay. So reading things like um, anything by Cat and Chrysalid, like the XCOM stuff, is impossible on those <laughs> devices because the chapters are sometimes like 55,000 words long. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, that, that boy writes... So here's here's something I was curious about. How long, I guess, from beginning to end, do you think this story took? And where, aside from chapter three, where do you think you spent most of your time refining and 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 checking? If if that's even something that you do as part of your writing process. 
I think so, he actually did this and wrote it down at the end of the story. I think he did. did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but actually, earlier today, I was looking at um, like the when was this file created kind of thing, mm -hmm. and uh, the actual document with the uh, the story in it was uh, uh, August second of twenty fifteen. But the, I always make a second document that's for planning. Yeah. And I made that one almost a full month earlier. So I had the mm. story planned out. Uh, apparently, I had like three weeks where uh, I was just planning the story. Because I definitely remember as soon as I had the idea, I was like, oh, man, this I, I think I've got a good one here. And you followed through um, with it, which is more than a lot of us can say. But yeah, more than I can say sometimes. Yep. Right. <laughs> not all of my stories are winners. I'm, none of them are going, I mean, not, that. that's kind of the way it is for everyone, yeah. right? Yeah, none of them are going to be. That's not what I was trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> I stopped myself. Oh, no. You said it. It's not what I was trying to say, and you know it, Jesse. I do. What do you think made you gravitate toward this particular idea? Because I can see the appeal in it, but... Uh... Was there any specific catalyst that made you think, hmm, what what was this story for Emron like? I just had a few, like, headcanon ideas, and I thought as more of them, like, as I started piecing together more of it in my head, I was like, I could write this out. And also, it was uh, kind of a time to redeem myself kind of feeling, because my original plan for Dissonance had uh, Emron be in Nas' place. Um, mm. so, yeah. so, uh, I was like, no, I still want to do something with Emerin. She's too interesting. Um, and I felt kind of like, uh, what do you call it? I felt kind of bitter about how she doesn't do anything in Awakening. But yeah. She's, she has probably she... the most memorable, uh, like death and aftermath of any Fire Emblem character. Um, and then she just comes back with very little like she has some dialogue in the dlc chapters mm -hmm. but besides the support with robin she has basically nothing to say i mean and uh when you think about it she's kind of a MacGuffin, like as a character a serene lamp that shoots fireballs <laughs> yeah with an a in staves as soon as she joins <laughs> <laughs> but here you go here's a healer oh hey, also she, she can kill things she could use rescue as soon as I got her. Oh, yikes. Wow. You don't really need uh, many others, do you? I'd just like to think she would Apotheosis, just you need crawl. as many staff users as you can get. That chapter's ridiculous. Which one was um, that? I, I, the last time I played Awakening was probably final... three years ago. Apotheosis is the very, very last DLC map, so I wouldn't be surprised if you never played it. I, I played uh, one of the DLCs. I didn't play all of them. Probably the future past that you played, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that was the really good one. Um, but yeah, I had all the DLC because I like spending double Fire Emblem Awakening's price. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, Apotheosis was the last map and it was just made to be like no story, just really, really hard. Right. And uh, I, it took me a long time to beat it. Um, Is that yeah, the one that you have has to, like, like jump the, in uh, the 30 something Sorry. heroes that you have to fight? Uh, it's probably more than a hundred, though not all at once. Oof. Um, it's like, there's a bunch of, uh, waves, and each wave has, is full of enemies that are all stat caps. Like, it expects you to level grind for that. Yeah. To have, like, a fully level grinded team, which the rest of the game does not 
ask of you. I'm sure that aptitude's useful um, there. <laughs> yeah, that's the one time aptitude is useful. Because <laughs> don't say that to Steven. He will he will argue. Worst character in Fire Emblem Awakening. <laughs> like, here we go. <laughs> Oh, uh, see, uh, the way I had played it, I'm not sure what I did, but I made Donald into a hero. He just mopped the floor with everything. Yeah, and that it is was the, the best funniest thing, thing in the world. But all right. <laughs> I made Donald a hero, and I made a Wayne a hero, and then I just sat there and laughed. Some Fire Emblem games, Donald might be good, but not Awakening, because <laughs> everyone's good in Awakening, but Donald starts bad. That's a really good way Donald to put it. That's very bad. That's why until the very end of my playthrough when Steven's like, you haven't been using Donald? Why haven't you? He's amazing. And I used him for a while. And I'm like, wow, now he's as good as everyone else. And it took extra effort to get him there. Yeah, I hate Donald. Well, <laughs> I don't hate his character. I hate his... The way he's set up. Playable stuff. Yeah, I don't really yeah. get any of the characters. See, one of these days yeah, we'll still when need he promotes, to make Jesse play this game. <laughs> When he promotes, finally, he isn't able to use lances anymore. So he gets all this lance rank from getting up to level 10 or whatever, and then he has to switch to either swords or axes, and he's back at the lowest rank again. <laughs> he sucks, dude. Donald right. sucks. Forgot about that. <laughs> See, maybe it's just because I never did, like, end game, like, post-game stuff. Uh, I'd love to see Jesse play this game, though. If you're doing post-game you stuff, don't Donald's fine. Aptitude's since... great if you have all the time in the world for it. <laughs> yeah. Since you don't know, repeat, Jesse is the kind of person who... Uh, I love to watch Jesse play through games because he always... He, he always finds the optimal way to break it. So I would love Man, to watch him love play Awakening. Fire Emblem Awakening. It's, it's... This kid's got a dumb hat. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a hat, it's a drying pan. <laughs> it's on his head, it's a hat. Mm. <laughs> drying pans go on your head. There. Trusty drying pot. pan made. It's Donald's pot. Uh, dr sorry, it's the drying pot. <laughs> it's... We're getting off track. He's a pothead. I was gonna say, what goes in starts dank, but comes out just smoke. <laughs> <laughs> are, there, uh, uh, are there any other big things about Miracle in particular that you wanted to share as long as you've sort of got like a a second to sort of put it out there to our audience of like six people i've got tons feel free uh, the floor is yours <laughs> where do i start uh oh uh one thing i wanted to say was uh when y'all said robin's a sociopath i actually leaned back and was like yes they did it <laughs> so that is absolutely 100% what I was going for. Well, yeah, because he said and that, and I thought about uh, Into the Out Realms and just the way that he's portrayed, even from a distance when he's not, you know, directly in the scene, when they're talking about him, it just, it, it all made sense. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> this, uh, so y'all also said that um, him talking about his, like, dark secret what really interested you and stuff uh that was kind of a punch in the gut <laughs> to me because i was like i know i i loved my ideas that i would have had for that um but uh he's actually kind of dead he's a palpatine he's literally palpatine it was a star yeah. cross over the entire time the entire time that's where he was this whole time actually he 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 is lord traitorous <laughs> shut up <laughs> I will keep it alive. <laughs> it was dead on arrival. I'm still alive. Fair. 
Jesse, are you okay? I I looked up uh, author questions. Questions are supposed to ask an author. <laughs> and number nine was, did you ever consider writing under a pseudonym? <laughs> no, I decided to go with my real name. It's a very interesting Hell name. Yeah. Is it French? <laughs> Their It's Dutch, Nicholas. Oh, my bad. Seriously. The Dutch know what they're talking about. Dutch Pennsylvanian. I mean, here, here's the thing about, I guess, the incomplete status of Into the Out Realms. Whether you ever go back to it or not, it, it sounds to me like you've decided to move on from it. The content that you created for it was so well made that we can appreciate it for what it is, rather than what you intended it to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And even without that, uh, without Dissonance, Miracle stands on its own well enough that it's it's just a great story to read. Yeah. Sometimes I wonder if uh, I like I flip flop back and forth between whether I regret uh, making Miracle standalone or not. Um, and alone, rather. Um, right. Because, uh, like, I planned the whole thing to be read as if it was standalone, just mm -hmm. because I was obsessed with twists at the time. Uh, mm -hmm. I guess I still kind of am. Um, so I thought, you know what, let's make her identity a twist, even though it, like, barely matters um, whether you know that or not. Right. Um, and uh, compared to some of my other stories, like, don't get me wrong, the reviews for Miracle are always glowing, but it's really not, uh, like, as big as some of my other stories. And I think all the time, I wonder if I had uh, tagged Emeryn as soon as I uploaded the story, like, put her in the character tags, and people would have been like, oh, this is an Emeryn origin story, that's interesting, and, you know, clicked on it. You think that it maybe would have gotten uh, a little more traction? Um, I think so. Yeah. Because I updated it like a week later, but obviously it doesn't put it back on the front page right. of fanfiction. Right. Um, still, I, like, I'm super grateful for all the uh, support I get for that story and for my other stories. Um, I'm very, very fond of some of them. And uh, others, I am happy that I finished. <laughs> that's that's a good way to put it. I'm glad that it's done. Yeah, like some of my older stuff is not super great. Uh, even if I like the story, I especially. Oh my god, in my <laughs> early stories, especially, I was so bad at endings. Morgan's ending was terrible. Uh, <laughs> Miracle's ending, I'm not happy with. Mm -hmm. Still, yeah, um, because. The only reason I like Dissonance's ending, in fact, I think its epilogue is the best chapter in the story, because <laughs> it's less like Dissonance and more like Into the Out Realms. Mm -hmm. um, but the reason I like its ending is because, like, it's a lead up to more, you know? Like, if it yeah. was just an ending ending, it wouldn't be super great. Um, and I think the reason it kind of is I'm less satisfied with Miracle's ending is because of how standalone it feels. And then at the end, it's like, ooh, it's actually part of a trilogy. So, um, I, I would, I would like to say that even, even, how do I say this? How does this make sense coming out of my face? <laughs> um, even if it does feel like it's leading into something 
or rather, like it's not leading any into anything with basically no knowledge of any of your other stories, with minimal knowledge of Fire Emblem, it can be enjoyed standalone. However, having that knowledge and knowing that once you get to it, oh, wow, this is actually part of another series, I think it still flows pretty well. To me, it's kind of like uh, when you're reading like uh, anything expanded universe-wise in like Star Wars. Uh, and because this story is happening in a large there's other crap going on that's that's one of the keystones of miracle there's other crap going on all the time mm -hmm. but um part of what makes that story work is that there's there sort of is that understanding already that you are in a world where other things are happening and i think the ending of miracle still works even though it's like oh robin's back and he's a dickwad now um <laughs> I think it still works because in a way it's kind of unrelated. It's sort of like, oh, well, this is the life I deal with now. Back to work. So kind of the, yeah. the adventure continues kind of ending. I have a lot of those if you haven't noticed. <laughs> yeah, adventures. <laughs> um, someone I was having a conversation with about the, the Shepherds uh, will return. The, yeah, the recent Star Wars <laughs> movies. Will return. And it's um, <laughs> one, one of the reasons that certain sort of standalone things like Rogue One worked more than like some of the Skywalker trilogy stuff, like the, the sequel trilogy, is because the writers and creators of those movies understood that it's a story happening within the Star Wars universe rather than a story about Star Wars. And I think that's sort of where Miracle fits for me. It's a story happening within Fire Emblem, using that as the context for the story, but it's not trying to be a story about the major themes of Fire Emblem, so much as how those themes affect the characters. Yeah. I, th I think that's that what makes it work intent. for me. Yeah. Well, it, it worked. <laughs> I will say, as long as we're here, because uh, uh, this is less anything that Jesse would know about, because Jesse jesse doesn't have that kind of time but uh because uh i i know well we uh concluded what i'll refer to as the the hubba arc of into the out realms and we were moving gradually into other things but um did you have any plans for that before you would um you'd crab raved the story crab rave yeah, Sorry, well, I, I you don't know. I brought up Crab Rave like nine times at work today, and no one knew what I was talking about. So for the last half hour I was there, I was just playing it on my phone. It's a shame. <laughs> I know. I'm so disappointed in my coworkers. <laughs> yeah. Um. Actually, uh, as soon as I finished the uh, the pod your podcast for the first time, uh, I thought, you know what? Uh, let me just look at what. I had planned for the next chapter because I'd written part of it, but then it had been sitting like untouched for uh, like a year and a half now. Um, uh, so I looked at my plan and I was like, wait a minute. And I wrote the entire thing. So I actually <laughs> did. <laughs> so I cool. did finish chapter 18 and I might actually be posting that in the next couple of days. Well, if, if you do, let us know. We definitely look forward to it. And I'll. If that is posted by the time this video goes up, or even after, I'll include a link to it in the description. Uh, just well, in that case, I might just do it tonight. <laughs> I, I've I've had so many occasions where I've like pulled up something. Oh yeah, I remember enjoying. Look at it for five seconds. This is worthless. <laughs> I need to redo it all now. Uh, I kind of had that feeling about the next arc. 
and I so I went and I planned the rest of the arc. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, but I am still willing to talk about it. Uh, like a lot of the stuff that a lot of the reasons that I'm happy about Miracle being part of the shared universe is the stuff it um, it adds to, or sorry, the stuff it sets up for Into the Outrealms. Like, a lot of stuff y'all even touched on, like, um, the parents and the children are the same age and maturity, so there's a lot of uh, drama that comes out of that. A whole lot of family drama. Yeah. Like, y'all need Y'all thought there was family drama with the Robins in Miracle? <laughs> yeah. it gets, it's going to get crazy in Into the Outrealms. Like, there's going to be some upsetting stuff. Um, Emmer and Frederick uh, can't confirm or deny that they will hook up. They're totally going to, like, come on. This, this, ship, this ship has not oh, sailed yet, but it is preparing for departure. <laughs> Emmer was that forever. Was that the tenth question? That was question ten. Is do Emmerin and Frederick get together? It's a weird question to ask every author you interview, but it's on the list, so you have to do it. (laughs) It's right after forty-two. Do you ever Google yourself? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, when I need to find my profile. I've done that. I mean, hey, we can all appreciate some trauma in our in our fiction. It gives oh. the it gives us the story spice. I of all people am glad to hear that. <laughs> I will say because it's been so long since I read into the Outrealms. Nick, have you read into the Outrealms? I know it's among the stories that I threw at you. Back I then. I read, I read it about two years ago, maybe like mid to early 2018. I think I read most of what was posted at the time. If not all slightly less clueless than out of 17 chapters were uploaded in that year. That sounds about right. Yeah. Well, 18 if you count the crab rave. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I didn't I didn't actually get that far. I um I remember uh in Into the Out Realms, a lot of the um the parent-child interactions were some of my favorite bits. Yeah. So um Morgan unintentionally being very cruel. Um the relationship between Cordelia and Severa and how that sort of comes up and comes down and comes up. There was a lot of good stuff in there that I appreciated. So I'm glad that you brought up sort of the parent child dynamics with parents and children who happen to be the same age. Um, And I'm just thinking of Jesse talking about, wouldn't it be awkward if you were like, just on your first date, your kid just walks in. (laughs) So one of the things like that, definitely going to be a whole lot of morgan oh no <laughs> morgan is my favorite uh, character that you write yeah she's also my favorite she's great i appreciate she's so it fun to write. um no one of the things i really liked about that is that it does sort of have that that support conversation vibe a lot of the the interactions but that's one of the things that like that's one of the charms of fire emblem right that's one of the things that that as fans we all kind of just love but at the same time, it feels very organic. You you definitely bring more of a realistic tone to these conversations that they're having. And you can kind of explore what's happening in the story a little bit more, whereas the, the support conversations kind of have to be a bit generic. Depending on, you know, who's alive. Yeah, I'll second that. I think the support conversations in Fire Emblem Awakening kind of veer toward being a little weak sometimes so Mm -hmm. that's part of 
why a lot of Fire Emblem Awakening fan fiction really scratches that itch. I think uh, I think Three Houses does that a lot better. But um, Awakening sort of has like that. Oh, Robin has walked in on Crom in the shower. Oh, Crom <laughs> has walked in on Robin in the shower. Robin gets okay. mad. Development. <laughs> Robin, I'm respecting your privacy by, by knocking, but asserting authority as your commanding officer <laughs> by barging in anyway. Robin Sumia is the most like basic bitch ship, but their support <laughs> conversations are so awful. Yeah, and I feel the same way about Robin and Lissa, who I also ship. I no, I, I hard ship Robin right. and Lissa. See, there's same. a lot of there's a lot of pairing the same Fire one. Emblem that can work. And then some that just feel like they shouldn't work, but you can shoehorn it together anyway. And that's why they work the best. Awakening <laughs> also had a lot of nice, uh, they had these like shining bonus tiles you could wait on and it would like give you an item or something. Mm -hmm. But if you had two people who were, yes, but if you had two people who were married wait on that tile, they'd share some special like lovey-dovey dialogue. Yeah, I found and a couple of those like, by accident. Robin Lissa supports were like those, then Masterpiece. <laughs> <laughs> name drop see I will I will still stand by making Donald a Wayne's father if only because let it go. of it, it just makes a Wayne so much funnier to me he's already a goofball but now he's a goofball with character <laughs> <laughs> I feel like making him uh, fake his dad is also just so appropriate Owen is just this big dumbass, and Owen is just this like other dumbass, and they're perfect for each other. It's one big dumbass family. Yeah. <laughs> um, is um, there anything else you wanted to add with regards to your plans for the future? With any maybe anything you're working on now, or anything you plan to revisit, or anything that you're canceling? You know, um, just something that's on your mind that maybe you wanted to get out there. Um. Uh, into the Outrealms. Yeah, I'm canceling your podcast. I'm sorry. I, don't I mean, if anyone has the power to do it, it's you. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, lately, I've actually been working on a game. It's actually Fire Emblem genre. Okay. Um, with a story. It's called Understanding. Um, we'll see how long it'll take me to finish that because it's a solo effort. Mm -hmm. Um. But pretty stoked about that. Suddenly have a fire in me to do Into the Outrealms again, which sucks because <laughs> uh, it's such a time sink. Yeah. I, I get so excited about it. Um, so there might be more of that some more. It would just be a huge shame if uh, it stays dead at the end of Chapter 17 because Robin literally was going to appear in Chapter 18. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> that's well, a pretty big deal. I will <laughs> leave that. I'm gonna go ahead and transfer from one worthless time time sink. So, as you know, we are the fan fiction. Do you have um, any recommendations you'd like to share with us or any of our six listeners? That's a good uh, question. Any stories that you think are worth checking out? Anything that comes to mind when? you think of your favorites, or are you more of a writer than a consumer? Um, I'm, I am more of a writer than a consumer, for sure. I haven't read a whole lot of fan fiction, 
but I have read some really good ones. Um, the like obvious choice to me is Queen of Sorrow, which is an old Radiant Dawn fanfic um, about um, Elincia, where just it's the plot of Radiant Dawn if things just went really, really wrong. Ooh. And it's just really well written. Um, besides that, there's uh, Famed Genius, which uh, is a Fire Emblem 7 fanfic. It's uh, it's the biggest inspiration for me for um, one of my stories, Resurrection Sucks. Uh, huge inspiration for that um, is the whole time loop stuff from Famed Genius. And Famed Genius is cool very short. One. It's like... It's like 5,000 words or so. Mm -hmm. Are you familiar um, with an awakening story called uh, Unconventional Unconventional Tactics? Yes. Yes, that, is, that one's uh, really good. Yeah, that's Didn't that update recently? Really? I don't I, think so. I think I got an email. I might be thinking of another fic, but I thought, I swore I, I got an email. thinking of another fic. I thought that hadn't updated in like six years or something. Please hold Same. while I Google. That's great. Had like three chapters <laughs> or so, five. I think um, even these long dead stories, I think there's still something good to get out of them because mm. um, what I always tell people, because nope, um, you, can, something else. you can go to my profile, which I won't mention safety, but uh, you can go to my <laughs> profile and see all my stories and they're all garbage. I hate them all so much, but I still get emails of like someone left a review or someone left a, a favorite on one of my stories. And I'm like, you know what? I, I remember when I was reading my first crappy, god awful fan fiction and going, this is amazing. And I don't want to take that away from someone else who's just getting started. <laughs> oh, yeah. Steven, you're <laughs> saying this. story sucks. Steven, you're saying this, but there is a story that you wrote that one of the authors that you and I both like um, either reviewed or left a comment on that genuinely I think is actually really good. Like it's short and it's a little bleh, but it's really fun and I actually really enjoyed reading it. I've yeah, actually visit, it revisited it a few times. Was that a scientific principle? That yeah. One? Yeah, that, that was more of a, a concept. So I'm not surprised that that got seen there, sort of like when it first went up. Mm -hmm. but yeah, that most of my ideas are pretty horrendous, but I think even those things that end up dead in the water, there's still something to a lot of those because something like unconventional tactics that hasn't been updated in years, but it's just rooted in these very solid character interactions that really flesh out characters in ways that you didn't necessarily see them in the game. Even if this Robin is a bit crazier than you might be used to, but there, there's still something to that. So I think there, all of those yeah. things are worth appreciating. I think that Robin was kind of part of the inspiration for my Morgan and in into the outrounds. I just being this crazy, like just off canon crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, the, I think uh, oh. another uh, author I'd like to uh, shout out is Yosei Rambu. I'm sure he, he's got like the most favorited or most reviewed something fic on uh, the website. Another again uh, is what it's called. Another again. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's ongoing, but uh, I like it a lot because it's a lot like, it sounds like a story I would write. It's like 
action-y and I know y'all don't like action scenes, but I think he actually like does them well. <laughs> I like action um, scenes. I, these two, yeah, are, these two like... are lame. I like action scenes. <laughs> I like you. them too. They Your can action just scenes are great. Sometimes. I'm bad yeah. at reading. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you're our He's special guest. Kind of stories that like uh, if you play a lot of Fire Emblem games, you'll love all the references because he has tons of references into the alt realms is reference city yeah. so you know i've got uh, a soft spot for that yep but um right. even if you haven't played fire emblem it follows awakenings plot so it's really cool mm-hmm. see me and nick um, are um we're kind of uh i wouldn't call us super basic but we're pretty basic as far as we both we both jumped on with basically and i didn't play um the other two that came out, or three, that came out on the 3DS, because there were some middling reviews on that. But we jumped back on on Three Houses, because the the scores were in, and Three Houses was where it was at. So I, I got really into it with Awakening, and I think I mentioned this on the podcast. I did play Burning Blade. Was it Burning Blade or Path of... I forget which. Um, Radiance for the GameCube? I, yeah, I think that was the one. Yeah, this is the one with Ike, right? Did you a control stick or a waggle remote? It was the GameCube one, Steven. Uh, I played that a lot. I, I was a dumb child, and I didn't really appreciate it, and I failed constantly, but it was really fun. Um, and now oh, you appreciate it, and you're still a dumb child. I'm still a dumb child, and I appreciate it, and it's really fun. And then I got back into it with Awakening. I one or two of the GameCube games, or Game Boy games, sorry, a little bit, but not seriously. And then, yeah, I have Birthright. Um, I haven't finished it have it uh and i'm playing three houses still I, i'm gonna be like playing three the... houses for a while <laughs> you might also like echoes for the 3ds y'all seem like story guys and uh shadows of valentia definitely delivers on the story i'll keep that in mind story in my guys i also i like to think i'm but i actually suck so <laughs> i play on casual <laughs> <laughs> I play casual for my first one, and then after that, I go in for it. Because I want to experience the story first, and then go in and and just see what happens, happens. That's how I would feel, too. But then after I played Fates on normal, um, I realized I just, like, normal was just not enough. It made me like the game less when it was too easy. (laughs) Um, So I started playing the games on hard. Yeah, that's that's Um, my first time what was that, Jesse? I think Jesse would like Awakening for the opposite reason. Because I would just like to see Jesse break. J- Jesse should break Jesse. Awakening on hard. Because <laughs> you could. I feel like I have to play Fire Emblem at this point. Like You legally. do. We're, we're, you've been, you know, obligated to for a while. Next yeah. Awakening. When, then you can look forward to all the Amber and scenes and then be disappointed when she's not in half the game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, when the quarantine ends, I'll throw a copy of Awakening at Jesse. Um, unless anybody else has anything that they would like to bring up, uh, any last-minute words, any last-minute thoughts, ideas, questions, comments? Number 23, as a writer, what would you choose as your mascot, avatar, or spirit animal? Uh, for some reason... Uh, so I recently started a new job and one of the questions they asked during some kind of team building thing was what's your spirit animal <laughs> I, I've never been asked that before well, I have no idea what to answer <laughs> so I, was, I 
I, I said at the time, human being. <laughs> they were like, That's the right answer. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, if I had to pick an avatar, I guess I'd pick either uh, Emerin, the uh, <laughs> the fan art that Emerald Glee made of uh, Emerin for me. That's your um, that's my current profile picture on uh, fanfiction.net. That's it, right? Okay. Uh, yeah, that's great. Yeah. Or Quan from FE4, because that's my profile picture here on Discord. Yep. All right. Good answers. Good questions, Jesse. You did a good job, Jesse. I feel bad. We, we didn't include you much in this conversation. Oh, I good. do have one thing I want to talk about real quick. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I cannot identify what is confusing about the fight with Ardry. We talked about that before we started recording. He Look, missed a line. Idiot, he missed a line in the conversation where it says that Ardry got off his wyvern. <laughs> that was the entire confusion, was that one line that he skimmed over. Here's the that thing. Line, but then in the next paragraph, there's a line where he's he like whistles and that just misses his wyvern. His wyvern flies away and is never seen again. Yeah. She took the kids. <laughs> Wait, how did... Oh, well, fine. <laughs> <laughs> See Jesse, you're wrong. Well, I, I could have told you that. I, I assumed I was wrong in the first place. Yeah, um, definitely. I was coming in here ready to defend uh, the length of part three, but yeah, y'all kind of got me. I just don't know how it split it up because, like, thematically, I'm still it's, hard it's... on the leg. You don't need to split it. I think it works. I'm not I like going it. to now. Hell no. No, 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 no. Absolutely <laughs> not. I don't think you no. should have split it. I think you made the right decision. You made the right choice. My expectations. Stick to your arc fire. You made the right choice. Nick, put the tomb down. No. It's just definitely something I'll keep in mind in the future. It's don't make chapters that long because the app sucks. <laughs> if only we had paper. <laughs> I Just think that's, that's probably a pretty good place to end the discussion for today. Um, thank you, yeah, seriously, the repeat for joining us. Um, we're glad to have you. We're we're super glad that you responded when we reached out and that you were here to to discuss this with us after the fact. And we're glad that you like the podcast. We really are. I think this is the part uh, where we're supposed to plug everything. Yeah. Oh, me? Yeah, um, if, um. You, if there's anything you want to shout out, anything you want to plug, any future projects, I think we talked about that already. Um, uh, links to your AO3 and fanfic profiles will be in the description, though I see you don't really update the AO3 stuff that much. I still want to link it just in case. Yeah. Um, the reason I didn't like put all my stories on there is because I didn't want... I felt like I would have had to rewrite them. Yeah. I wouldn't want to people to be like, oh, you uploaded Dissonance three days ago? Wow, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Disclaimer. But no, no, it was five years ago. But... <laughs> I'm sorry, I've improved. <laughs> I'm going to read them all without paying any Fire Emblem games. That's <laughs> a very Jesse thing to do. I'd enjoy... do that. Yeah, you might enjoy a couple of them. Like, Lies for Children and Resurrection Sucks, I don't think you need a great understanding of the games for. My entire goal with reading them um, is hoping Emron and Frederick get together. Um, 
you're going to be disappointed. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> He's playing the long He won't game. believe you. He has to read them for himself. Yeah, right? I mean, yeah, read and find out, man. Death you know, of the author, right? Emran <laughs> might be mentioned in one or two more stories. <laughs> Wait, yes. is it death of the author or death to the author? Yes. I can never remember <laughs> which. This is an important distinction for me, okay? <laughs> Look, we'll figure it out after the death. Boy, <laughs> do you still have my pitchfork? No, you, I gave that back like weeks ago. Oh, I'll find it. Thanks. All right, this has been Masterpiece Musings. Uh, thank you very much for joining us, and we will see you hopefully in the next episode of the Unironic Masterpiece Fanfic Theater. This has been uh, a wonderful experience. I'm very glad this happened. Thank Ooh, you, and bye, see you next time. Peace. Peace.